Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. This week, we're going to be talking all about the beauty of the working retreat. Um, this is something that I probably should have and could have talked about a long time ago on this on this show, but I didn't actually realize how many people needed to hear about it and were interested in hearing about it until I started sharing that it was something that I did on a regular basis. And I started sharing about it in response to people wondering, how do I keep coming out with new projects all the time? Now to clarify, I say all the time, but I'm talking like the span of the past, maybe like four or five years, I've consistently been creating new projects and new offerings and kind of new services on a regular basis. And the number one question I got asked was, how do you keep coming out with these new things while still maintaining your current business? So I'm talking about maintaining all the other facets of my business while still creating new things to put out there. And so what I did, I got this question a lot from, you know, general entrepreneurs, but especially from my Creative Educator Academy students who were trying to create new educational offerings while still maintaining their service-based businesses, which is exactly what I did uh, before I started the Academy. And so I would teach them, you know, my best time management tricks and my best tips for scheduling. I would try to kind of like lift that veil on what my day-to-day looked like, what my planning looked like, what the execution looked like. But I left this little juicy secret out because I didn't realize it was even a secret at the time. And I didn't realize it played such an important role in the things that I was creating. And that is the working retreat or the working vacation, whatever you want to call it. My biz bestie and I call it a workcation, made up word. It's cool. Let's go with it. Um, But you can call it whatever you want. And we're going to talk today about the why and the how behind a working retreat. I'm really excited to get this information to you guys because I think for some of you, it could be a game changer. Um, And if it is, I would love to hear from you. If you listen to this episode and you're like, this sounds great for me and you follow through and do it, please let me know how it goes for you. All right, before we dive in, I'd love to talk about what exactly does a work retreat or a workcation, whatever you want to call it, what does that actually mean? And of course, what it means to me might be different than what it ends up meaning to you. Because like I said, this isn't something that's formal. I didn't learn this from anybody. I just kind of created the the concept on my own and it's evolved over time in my business. And it's something I do regularly in my business for years now. So um, it's definitely taken on a, a meaning of its own for me. And I'm excited to share that with you. But essentially what I do is every so often in my business, I will take about a week off of any time. Like I, I put an out of office, you know, email responder up. I tell my clients I'm going out of office for a week and I rent a house 
and I grab a couple of friends and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode about why I do these with other people. But I grab a couple of friends, we rent a house and we go and we work on a list of goals or maybe we work on really hashing out what a new idea could look like. And then I start working on the implementation of that idea. So that's a like a very general bird's eye view of what a working retreat looks like for me. And now we're going to be talking about why you should think about implementing it into your own business. So first and foremost, the most important reason behind doing these working retreats is to have dedicated time to create something new or dedicated time to really knock something out. Now, what happens when we have a really busy or thriving and successful business, whether it's service-based, whether you have uh, multiple offerings, whatever you do, you know that we get caught up in the day-to-day of our businesses. We're just trying to make sure that things are running smoothly. We're doing the things that are, you know, um, quote unquote, important or urgent to us in those days, in those weeks. And so all of the other ideas that we may have get pushed to the wayside and they kind of get moved from like to-do list to to-do list. I don't know if you guys do that, but I find myself transferring like new ideas, big picture ideas from page to page because I never get around to them. So having that dedicated time is super important to be able to actually move forward on creating new things so that you're not just sitting stagnant in where you're at in your business. So just that dedicated time away is super important. The second reason that you might want to think about implementing this is something that a lot of people discount on like how important it is. But having a new environment can be one of the most crucial factors between creating something amazing and just being stuck in the idea of it all. So if you are, let's say you love your workspace. I love my office. And so it's not really in my nature to be like, I've got to get out of here. Like I love my work setup and I worked really hard to make it that way. It took years for me to love where I show up and work every day. And so I don't really want to quote unquote escape it. But By removing myself from my normal environment, my brain is then open to all these new ways of like creative thinking that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was just sitting at my desk in my office where I'm at day in and day out, where I'm in my inbox, where I'm in my client work. Like being able to remove myself from that environment and put myself into a new inspirational kind of motivational environment is super, super important. And that really plays in together with the first point of having that dedicated time. So having a dedicated time and a brand new environment work together to make sure that my mind is really open to new possibilities. And the third reason that I would encourage you to consider adding in a working retreat is that when you step away from the day-to-day responsibilities of your work and you're able to actually put that out of office, email responder up to tell everybody you're out, you kind of have this freedom and this lack of pressure that also similarly to that new inspirational environment is going to lead you to more creative thinking. It's going to let you kind of release any kind of pressures you have on you to meet deadlines, to you know meet expectations that somebody else has of you. And it allows you to really kind of open up again, open up that mind and open up your heart to where am I actually being, you know, pushed toward? Like what what idea do I really need to double down on? What do other people need and could, you know, use from me to better their lives and to better my business? And so like 
taking away that pressure of the day-to-day really opens up just every possibility when it comes to being able to think creatively and outside the box. So dedicated time, two was a new environment, and three is the lack of pressure that will hopefully, again, lead to more creative thinking and just more innovative thinking. So those are the why behind this whole concept. Um, There are so many other factors, but I really just wanted to, again, keep this kind of short and give you like the bare bones overview of like the most important factors. So those are the top three for me for sure. Now let's talk about the how, because you guys know I'm all about actionable, actionable advice and like tangible tactical things you can actually do once you're done listening to this episode. The first thing you're going to need to do is decide on the type of space that you see yourself really thriving in. Now, disclaimer here, like I mentioned, I've been doing this for years and I've tested out a lot of different environments and different types of spaces. And I've found what works for me, but what works for me may not work for you. So a few examples of this would be Do you work better in a place that is really like aesthetically beautiful? Does it need to be near a body of water or in the mountains? Or do you care? Does it need to be in a city that's bustling and busy? Or does it need to be tucked away in a quiet place where you can really be alone with your thoughts? Spending some time really thinking through the types of spaces that you thrive in is super important. Um, Another example of thinking about the type of space would be Do you enjoy staying in a hotel where you kind of have a lot of things taken care of for you? Maybe you need a suite that has a little bit more room. Um, Maybe you like the hotel vibe because you like to work from coffee shops where, again, there's a lot of people around. Or maybe you like a quiet house that you can rent on Airbnb or rent from anywhere and you like to have more space to really sprawl out and get comfortable and get cozy. Uh, so what? where do you really find yourself feeling the most inspired? And when you're able to kind of take some time to reflect on that, you're going to have a lot easier of a time moving forward with the logistics of like where to book. I would also challenge you here to think not necessarily about where you like to vacation. I want to make sure that you're differentiating like vacation mode and vacation vibes with, you know, motivational and inspirational vibes. So like I really enjoy staying in hotels when I'm on vacation, but I prefer to rent like a cozy little house for when I'm on a working retreat. I'm not sure exactly why that is. I'd probably have to do a little bit deeper of a digging kind of reflective situation for myself to figure that out. But I think off the top of my head, I think it's because when I'm on vacation, I don't like to spend a lot of time like in my room. I want to go out and explore and really like soak up my surroundings Whereas when I'm on a working retreat, maybe I, I want to leave when I want to leave. Like I want to go grab a bite or go to a coffee shop or whatever, but I'm not really choosing the place in order to explore. I'm choosing the place in order to explore what's in my own mind and then create something that's going to benefit my business out of it. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an example of how to kind of reflect on where you want to work. The second thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to reflect. And I know I say reflect all the time. I know I'm constantly pushing you to kind of question your processes and question your motivators, but I think that that's really important in the how. So tangent, but bear with me, reflect on how you process best. Um, And when I say process best, I mean specifically with people or without people present. 
Now, this is so different person to person. For me, I love to process outwardly. I love to talk things out. Clearly, I have a podcast. I really enjoy talking and I like to talk to people and I really like to have conversations. For me, that sparks a lot of creativity and that sparks a lot of back and forth. And I like to be challenged on my ideas and I like to be pushed um, outside of whatever I think might be best. I like to get other people's input and to like think through, you know, like, is this really a great idea or is it just something I think is a great idea? That's something that I enjoy. However, not everybody's like that. Some people are like, I do not, I cannot handle other people's opinions. It's too much for me. It makes it to where I can't decide on anything. And I really know what I want to do. I just need that dedicated time and a new environment in order to do it. Like, I don't really want to talk it out with anybody. Maybe I could talk it out with somebody at the end of the day, but like, I do not want to have a ton of people giving me their opinions. So, and I, um, to clarify here, this doesn't mean that you have to go on the trip alone or go with people. It's just, I think really important that if you do go with other people, you have clear parameters on what do my days look like? Like, are we going to be brainstorming together or are we just sharing a space and we're going to quietly work side by side? So that's kind of a side note there. But again, I think the really big important step here is to take time to figure out like how does your brain best take information? Do you need opinions of others? And by need, I mean, I guess I mean, do you enjoy hearing the opinions of others or would you rather just put your head down, get to work and then maybe talk it out later? Maybe not. So having that clear idea is really going to help you when you're planning out um, your working retreat. So that again leads me to inviting people. Now for me, I've got to have a couple of people with me. One, I mean, honestly, it could be one other person. It could be three other people. Anything more than like four people for me is too many people on a working retreat. Now this is very different than like a retreat that's specifically tailored for like a larger group of people or a mastermind retreat. Like I'm part of a mastermind and I run a mastermind and those could have anywhere from like four to 15 people. And that doesn't bother me. But a working retreat where I'm really dedicating time to creating and like crafting a new offer, a new idea or implementing a new idea into, you know, like taking it from idea to fruition. I want to have just a couple of people around me and I really value that pushback. So I choose those people very intentionally. Again, this is kind of tricky, but it's similar to how I encouraged you Uh, to kind of step outside thinking about your vacation, ideal vacation, to thinking about the ideal type of space that you work best in, you might want to go on a trip with a lot of friends who you love and adore. But maybe you know like, okay, this business friend of mine could really push me and like won't hold back and that's going to help me a lot. So I'm going to invite them. And then this business friend of mine Maybe like they're in a similar season and they could probably use a little bit of that and we could like play off of each other. And so I'm going to invite them. So really thinking through like this is not a necessarily like a party. It's not a vacation. It's not about inviting everybody who you know and love. It's about being really intentional about choosing people who are going to help you reach your end goals. So hopefully that helps. The third factor I want to talk about in the how to kind of plan this working retreat kind of goes in line with the end of the second one, which is goal setting. 
What I like to do, and again, everybody's different. Maybe you need a lot more structure in your goals, but I like to create a very loose structure. I do like to include a couple of clear-cut goals, but even then, I like to hold those goals with an open mind that they may change and evolve. Because like I mentioned, I enjoy the pushback of talking it through with somebody else. And if they say something that maybe sparks a different idea, I don't want to limit myself to not be able to explore that idea. I think a working retreat is the perfect dedicated time to explore new concepts in your mind and in your business and to not feel tied down to like the one goal you went there to achieve. I've done that several times. Ironically, I think it was like two years ago, I went on a working retreat with one other friend and we were talking about this concept that I was, I was working toward. I had a project in mind. I knew what I wanted to do. And through conversation, I ended up literally taking it a complete opposite direction. And I launched my first mastermind that day. Like I built the webpage and I launched it that day because I got super excited and like my mind just filled with ideas. And I thought this is what people need. What I had in mind is not really what they need in order to succeed. And it's not the best way for me to help them succeed. And so that's just an example of what can happen if you show up with that loose structure with maybe a few clear cut goals, but you're really holding some space for yourself that you can change and evolve based on where the working retreat takes you. So I know that sounds a little bit like woo woo, like, I don't know, but I think it's really fun when you can do that because we, I don't know about you guys, but like I can't do that in my day-to-day life. Like I am pretty structured. I've got really clear cut schedules. Like I know what I'm doing. I'm working through my work on a daily basis and I don't hold a ton of space and time to be able to like be like, oh, here's a new idea. I'm going to explore it for the next 12 hours. But on a working retreat, that's the beauty of it. You really can. So hopefully that helps you guys kind of figure out the why, see if it sounds interesting to you. Again, the the three factors I went over for the why were having that dedicated time away, trying out a new environment that sparks some inspiration, and then like relieving that pressure of your day-to-day life. And then I really hope the how helps you kind of pre-plan what those days are going to look like. So deciding on the type of space you thrive in, reflecting on if you process best with people or without people, and then kind of talking through who you could be considering taking along with you on the journey. And then of course, last but not least, just walking in with that loose structure with a lot of freedom and with an open mind that the goals you walk in with may look different than the goals that you walk out with. So I really hope that this sparks some kind of interest for you. And if it does, that you follow through and maybe go grab a hotel room or rent an Airbnb, talk with your biz besties, or maybe go it alone, have a solo trip if you've never tried it. And I really also would love to encourage you, like if you do this once and you're like, this is not the vibe, try it again. And I know that's a big ask. I really do. I'm asking you to take some time away from your business. I'm asking you to take, you know, invest your money and your time in this process. And if it doesn't go well, I'm asking you to try again. But it's because I've seen the rewards can be massive and the outcome can be incredible if you actually give it a chance. And the first few times I did working retreats, they were okay, but they were not phenomenal. Now, these last few have probably been my most lucrative because I feel like I've really tailored down who I need to invite and where I need to go and the type of space I need to create in order to thrive. So that's my encouragement to you. 
If you try it, let me know. Tag me on Instagram at any time at Laylee underscore Imadi or send me an email. I, I just, I love to hear from you guys and I love to know if this content is being helpful to you. Now, I have one more favor to ask of you. If you do have a biz bestie and you think they could really benefit from doing something like this, or even you think that they might be able to benefit from the content that I share on the show, just send them the link to this episode because I absolutely love when I'm able to see friends sharing great content with other friends. And then maybe the two of you could go off on your work retreat together. All right, you guys, I am cheering you on and I will catch you on the next episode. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.